Hello there. Welcome to the Beloved Son Ministry Show, where we who were once only the prodigal children now dare believe that we really are the beloved children of the Father. This Father who has loved us with an everlasting love. So now, let us come together, yes, in all of our brokenness, in all of our woundedness, but also in all of our belovedness, to share with one another the impact God has had on our lives and the impact that He continues to have in our lives, so that our curses may become crosses and our crosses may truly become blessings. So welcome home, my beloved brothers and sisters. Hello all, good evening, happy Good Friday um, night. Um, I apologize for the um, the Zoom meeting, but, it, but I, I think we, there were some technical difficulties and it, it was not able to go live. So so I'm just going to record it now and and hopefully um, you'll be able to to view this and pray with me um, not not too long after I um, I finish recording this. So so while we begin the prayer um, as per our custom, we'll begin with the collect from today's celebration of the Lord's passion. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember your mercies, O Lord, and with your eternal protection, signify your servants, for whom Christ your Son, by the shedding of his blood, established the Paschal Mystery, who lives and reigns forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. So here we are. We made it to Good Friday. Um, and I was just praying and thinking about last night, um, our Holy Thursday, how how it, it it must have really been the longest night of our Lord's life, right? Some that that you've been that anticip, anticipating something bad is going to happen, yet it's being drawn out, right? Yet first you're taken to the high priest's house, and then um, to Pilate, and the says, "Well, we'll take him to Herod and let him." Do the sentencing and then her throws him back to Pilate. It, it, it must have been very tiring for Jesus. And I can almost just hear him say, Well, just just get this over with. Crucify me, let me die, and 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 let me rise on a dirt day. And but but it, it goes to show the the depth and the extent of the suffering that our Lord had to go through. Um, and the humiliation as well, um, being bounced back from this place to that place all along, being whipped and scourged and slapped and punched. You know, I was watching, um, it's it's my tradition to watch the Passion of the Christ half on Holy Thursday and half on Good Friday. And it, 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 it always brings tears to my eyes and pain to my heart because seeing how our Lord really suffered, um, when he had, he himself had no need for suffering, he he didn't do anything wrong. He didn't sin. He didn't he didn't blaspheme as as the chief priests and Pharisees are 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 accusing him of. Yet, he accepted it, 
And the first reading from today's celebration from Isaiah, again, more of the suffering servant, really points to it. And I, I, I copy and pasted a few um, verses, well, a few stanzas of the first reading, which is from Isaiah 52 and 53, that, that I wanted to point out and to share with you um, that really points to Christ. Now, don't, don't forget, this was written about 800 years before Jesus was even born. And yet I want us to really see how the Lord, the Lord God through the prophet Isaiah was prophesying about Jesus um, some 800 or so years um, year later. Um, so here we, here we go. So I'm going to um, read the passages and then I will leave a minute or so just for, for some reflection. So again, um, hold on to some passages or some lines I, that struck you and, and then um, sit with it. Okay. All right. Yet it was our infirmities that he bore, our sufferings that he endured. While we thought of him as stricken, as one smitten by God and afflicted. But he was pierced for our offenses, crushed for our sins. Upon him was a chastisement that, make, that makes us whole. By his stripes we were healed, we had all gone astray like sheep, each following his own way. But the Lord laid upon him the guilt of us all. Though he was harshly treated, he submitted and opened not his mouth. Like a lamb led to the slaughter, or a sheep before the shearers, he was silent, he opened not his mouth. Oppressed and condemned, he was taken away. And who would have thought any more of this of his destiny? But he was cut off from the land of the living and smitten for the sin of, the, of his people. A grave was assigned him among the wicked, a burial place with evildoers, though he had no, done no wrong or spoken falsely. The Lord was pleased to crush him in infirmity. If he gives his life as an offering for sin, shall see his ascendance in a long life, and the will of the Lord shall be accomplished through him. Because of his affliction, he shall see the light and fullness of days. Through his suffering, my servant shall justify many, and their guilt shall bear.
righty. You know, what, you know, you can see our Lord in, in, in these passages, right? I mean, um, just look over here. Oh, one second. Um, though he was treated, he harshly treated. He was really treated harshly, but he submitted, and he and he didn't say a word, right? And the line here, you know, it, it just either it, just imagining or watching the passion of Christ, you can see the the people ridiculing him. It's like, you know, this is just an, another man who thinks he's a Messiah, and once he dies, it'll be the end of it. But, but they didn't know that this Jesus was was who I say was, you know. I I I I, I you know it, it it baffles it baffles my mind because I want to know what the scribes, those who 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 studied the law for a living, studied the scriptures, for a living, could they not have remembered these passages from Isaiah when they saw Jesus? Suffering, or, or or did it not cross their minds? Uh, I, I don't know. But I, I I just would have thought maybe the scribes knew, but they didn't say anything. I just my speculation. But but anyways, let's just let, let's look more about let's look more about how Isaiah was really talking about Jesus here. Um, let me stop the music. I guess I can't. Okay, but look. Um, but the Lord laid upon him the guilt of us all, you know, and, um, and he did. The father laid upon him all of our guilt, all of our sinfulness. He put onto the cross, you know, we're, we're told that though he was, he had no sin. He was made sin for us. Jesus was sinless, but because he was sinless, he was able to take all on, on all of our sins so that they can be no more, so that they can no longer have any um, control over our lives. And that's what the cross did for us. It took away our sins, our shame, and turned it into something powerful. Turned it into love, conquered it with love. So um, there you go. If he gives his life as an offering for sin, which he did, you should see his ascendants in a long life. And here we are still today. And the will of the Lord shall be accomplished. Jesus always said, not my will, but your will be done. And it was done. Because of his affliction, he shall see the light and fullness of days. And he rose from the dead, right? He rose from the dead. Here it is. My servant Jesus shall justify many, and their guilt he shall bear. So here we go. Isaiah again prophesying and showing us that the suffering servant that that he was speaking about is truly Jesus. You know, and 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 if you went to to the celebration of the Lord's Passion at your local church, so you, you would have heard um, this passage. Um, um, 
as as a first reading. So I just want to go straight to the um, to the the event, if you will, the the event of the day. Our Lord's, you know, from twelve to about three o'clock is when he hung on a cross, slowly dying. Um, and, and you can imagine at this point, dehydration, loss of fluids, no more energy, loss of blood, massive hemorrhaging, um, struggling, trying to breathe each time he steps, try, try to steps up to take a breath. It must have caused a lot of pain, you know, and... And all this he did for love of us. You know, one of the, one of the seven last words that our Lord spoke on the, from the cross was, was, I thirst. Yes, he, he was probably thirsty because he was dehydrated. But, but more so... He said, I thirst because he wanted to fulfill the scriptures. But on a, a more personal and spiritual level, what he really thirsted wasn't he he didn't really thirst for water to quench his thirst, but he but he thirsts for love of us. He wants us. He wants us to look at him. And be saved. He wants us to look at him and see that, look, I'm suffering for you. I who had no sin took on your sins. You have no more shame. You have no shame. Look at me. I want to save you. I want to free you. I want to lead you to my father. Look at me and let me do that for you. I thirst for you. I thirst for you. If you remember back in John chapter 4, this I thirst theme comes from his encounter with the woman at the well. When he says, when he says, or give me a drink from of water. And the woman says, How can you ask me? You as Jew ask me as Samaritan for some water. You don't even have a bucket. How can I give you water? You know, and and Jesus was saying to, if you only knew who was talking with you. You would have asked him for the living waters and he would have given it to you. My brothers and sisters, let us look at the cross. Let us look at the Lord today and knowing that who he is, he's a son of God and ask him for the living waters. This living waters that we will never thirst again, that will quench our deepest desires. Only Jesus can give to us. And he wants to do that for us. But we, but we must let him. Our Lord also said, if you only knew the gift of God. That's what he said to the woman in, at the well. If you only knew the gift of God. What is the gift of God? Jesus himself. God himself is his gift, his self-gift, his self-sacrifice, his gift. The gift of God is himself. And he willingly 
freely, voluntarily gives it up. We're told that he stretched out his hands between heaven and earth, bridging that gap so that we can make our way to heaven, so that we can make our way to the Lord, to the Father. You know, in John, we hear Jesus say, I am the way and the truth and the life. And I think sometimes we, we, we don't think about that too much. He says, I am the way and the truth and the life, right? He is the way. Not only does he show us the way, he is the way himself. I can almost imagine seeing heaven and earth, right? But yet there's a gap. And people can't really jump that far. And Jesus was that road that bridged between those two places. He is the very way that laid down for us so that we can cross to the Father. Have you ever thought about that? That he's just not showing us the way, but he is the way. He is that bridge himself. He is the way that enables us to encounter the Father. And today, he showed us that most gruesomely, but on, in the way that only we can understand as humans, as fallen man. This is what it takes for us to understand. And he was willing to go that far. I thirst. I thirst for love of you. I am the way. I'm willing to lay down myself, literally, to bridge the gap between you and my father. Just think about that for a moment. Alrighty. Now, before um, our Lord breathed his last breath, he, as a good son, he wanted to make sure his mother was taken care of, right? Any good son would want to do that. And so what does he do? He says to Mary and to John, right? He says, woman, Behold your son. And to John, he said, Behold your mother. And she became our mother.
on the cross in the very last moments before he died, he made sure that one, his mother was taken care of, and two, his church was taken care of. And then he breathed his last. With these words, Jesus gave to the church, to us, to you and to me, the great gift of Mary as our mother. How blessed are we to have such a woman in our lives, a mother in our lives that, that prays for us, that cheers us on, that encourages us, that puts in good words for us to his to her son how blessed are we i forget which saint said this but but how lucky are we that we have mary as our mother we have such a mother as mary but but mary didn't really have anyone to 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 do that for her right yes of course she she had Anne, her 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 mother but but she had no blessed mother to 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 turn to to ask for help she was it you know how how blessed are we to be able to have that gift the gift of mary and another important part on the cross is when after our lord had died he said it is finished right it is finished and then he breathed his last and then he bowed down his head and then he was gone but before they took him down from the cross, a soldier pierced his lance into the side of Jesus. And what came out? Water and blood. The blood that nourishes us. The blood that saves us from our sins. The blood that we have at the Eucharist. And the waters of baptism. For we, so we say that it is from our Lord's side that the church is born. Baptism and the sacraments flows out from the side, the pierced side of Jesus. Here we can really see that it is in death that new life comes. It is through death that new life comes. Again, how blessed are we? Here we can imagine our blessed mother, how she must have felt the pain, the agony, the, you know, you know, Mary, like any, you know, and none of the prophets, they weren't fortune tellers. They couldn't predict the future. They, they didn't know what was happening. Mary was, Mary knew that what Jesus told her, right? That he would die and rise on the third day. But, but, but she really didn't know any more than the apostles did. Maybe in her prayer, the father spoke to her. But yet... Her son died. Her baby boy, her beloved son, her only son died. 
Can you imagine what she must have went through? Watching her baby boy, her only son, scourged, crowned with thorns, shamed, humiliated, nailed to a cross and left her to die. How she must have felt the pain she must have went through. And of course, she remembers what Simeon said to her 33 years ago. That as for you, a sword will pierce your heart. So that the hearts of many can be revealed. Our mother's heart here was truly pierced was pierced but not shattered it was pierced just as his sons was just as, just as her sons was but she had faith she trusted in the word the angel said to her she trusted in the word of the lord My brothers and sisters, Good Friday. Um, it is good because with that gruesome sacrifice, execution, we have eternal life. It is good because God's will was accomplished and God's will was done. It is good because of the effects it would have for us. Today is the Good Friday of the Lord's Passion. Now I'm sure it was very difficult for our Lord. And just, you know, just the images of from the passion just fills my mind seeing the blood and the ripped and the torn skin. And at one point in the beginning when he took his cross, he, he, he embraced it. He's kissed it. And one of the thieves said, why are you kissing your cross, you fool? But our Lord embraced his cross because he knew that this cross he carried not for himself, not because he did anything wrong, but this cross he carried for us, for you and for me, so that our sins could be no more. That's why he embraced it. That's why he kissed it. He kissed it because he knew that many would be saved by it, that many would be drawn to it. When he was lifted on high, he knew, as he said to his mother, he will make all things new. And that is why he embraced and he kissed his cross. Because that cross, up until then, was the mere sign and symbol of the most gruesome way of execution from the Romans. But from that point on, that cross with our Lord's body on it, 
became the symbol of salvation, the symbol and sign of our faith, of eternal life, of our hope, of our source of joy and peace and love. What was a symbol of death and execution and shame? Our Lord has transformed into the symbol and sign of life and forgiveness and mercy and love. My brothers and sisters, whatever it may be in our lives that are not going well, that any sufferings that we may be going through, any pains, whatever it may be, if we give it to the Lord, if we put it on the cross with our Lord, he will make it new and he will bring good and life out of it. Do you believe that? Do you believe that? I invite you today to reflect on that. Tonight and tomorrow as we await the resurrection. Do we believe that our Lord can really take our sufferings and turn it into good? Turn it into the means by which we will be healed and by which new life will come forth. Do we believe? The next moment here we have is our Lord needed to be put into his resting place. He needed to be entombed. Well, brothers and sisters, what are some of the things that we need to put into the tomb with our Lord? What are some things that weigh us down that keeps us from reaching out to the Lord? What is it? What are those things, those heavy bricks or rocks or chains that keep us away from the Lord? I invite you now to bring them into the tomb of our Lord and leave it there and let him bring good out of it. Whether it may be a past hurt, a past regret, grudges, resentment, our own history, someone who has hurt us, Whatever it may be, I invite you now to close your eyes, think that you imagine yourself walking into the tomb with Mary and leave those things there. Leave those things in the tomb with our Lord. Leave them there. And stand there with Mary, looking at the face of Jesus. So I invite you now to bring those things into the tomb and say to the Lord whatever is in your heart.
Right, my brothers and sisters. Now I want you to walk out of the tomb with Mary. Walk out of the tomb. So now close your eyes, leave whatever it is that you left to the Lord. Now hold Mary's hand. Now walk out. Walk out of the tomb. Mary says to you, My son loves you. He will bring good out of all of your suffering, out of all of your pain. He will bring good out of it. Trust in him. And this tomb is closed with a big rock. So let whatever it is that you brought into the tomb to the Lord, leave it there. Let the Lord take care of it. Brothers and sisters, this concludes our um, our Good Friday time together, at least. I I I, I hope your chluam is going well, and and that you will continue to draw closer to the Lord these next couple of days. Tomorrow is Holy Saturday, and and I think we'll gather again around two o'clock tomorrow. Um, and I invite you to contemplate and meditate on the deep love that God has for you, and again to bring to Him all the things that may be weighing on your heart. Bring them to Him and put it in the tomb, and leave it there. Let the Lord. Bring life out of that. Okay? Let us pray. O God, who by the passion of Christ your Son, our Lord, abolished the death inherited from ancient sin by every succeeding generation, grant that just as being conformed to him, we have borne by the law of nature the image of the man of earth, so by the signifying of grace, sanctification of grace, we may bear the image of the man of heaven through Christ our Lord. Amen. And God bless you. And Mary keep you. And stay close to Mary because she will, she will, she will always lead you to her son. Until next time, take care. I'm praying for you. And please say a prayer for me. Bye-bye. God bless For more audios, videos, blog entries, and other resources, please visit us at www.belovedsonministry.org.